Vivian, thank you. You're listening to This Week. After two years of COVID disruption, people are back out in the capital this Christmas season. But many who travel into Dublin City for a night out would have difficulty getting home as demand for taxis has outstripped supply. Industry sources say many drivers left the business during COVID and have not returned. Meanwhile, Dublin and other cities are hoping to extend nightlife hours. Anne Graham, Chief Executive of the National Transport Authority, will join us shortly. But first, Carol Coleman was out and about in Dublin on Friday night. Midnight in Dublin on Friday and the streets are teeming with happy people. That is, until they try to get home. There's taxis pulling in, but there seems to appears to be people possibly pre-booked. Trying to book one on the app now. Any luck getting through? No, not at all. Everything seems to be booked up for Dawson Street so far. Over an hour. Did you call one? We're trying to. But it won't accept us. It won't the accept app won't us. accept. I'm not really a girl who goes into town. I've my parents here and I'm just trying to get them home to be honest with you. You're just out for a meal? Yeah. And you've been told there's nothing, is it? No. No taxis, no. Can't get my parents home. How, how far do you have to go? Castlenock. You'll hardly be walking to Castlenock then? I don't think so. Not when you're in your 70s. The National Transport Authority says there are 25,000 licensed drivers of small public service vehicles, including taxis and hackneys in Ireland. 15,000 of them in Dublin. Industry sources, however, believe taxi figures are much lower, claiming thousands holding licences are not using them. We're probably about 30% down in our our driver numbers, so there's 30% less vehicles on the road. Vincent Carnes, chief executive of NXT Taxis, says the industry didn't receive adequate COVID supports and is now not attracting enough young drivers. For that to happen, there needs to be easy access to the profession. In other words, that when a driver applies to become a taxi driver, that he can apply, do the test, be vetted, have his licence within one or two months. Currently, it could take anything up to eight or ten months. People will not, when they're switching jobs, they won't wait around eight or ten months waiting on a licence. My name's Philip Egan. I, I, I only walk nights. I, I've walked nights for 40 years. I don't be rare on my during the day. 60-year-old Philip Egan has driven a taxi in Dublin since the 1980s. Yeah, my dad drove a taxi and I followed the route. The taxi licence is not expensive, you know, uh, they're very reasonable, but it just looks like the younger generation uh, just are not willing to walk the, the Friday or Saturdays. Egan says the supply and demand issue in Dublin hasn't changed since he started driving. CIE will bring in maybe 200,000 people into the city tonight. But they're not going to bring 200,000 people home. Uh, so through the buses, the, the trains, the darts, yeah, yeah, 200,000 yeah, will come in, but, but we'll need a way home. They need, they need a way home. And the problem is there, you know, if bars and restaurants want people out till 3 or 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, they have to give them a way to get home. Dart and Dublin Bus have announced Christmas services with trains to 2am on weekend nights and Nightlink buses till 4 on certain nights. But Egan says this has to be all year round. You need the buses running through the night. You need the Lewis to run through the night. You need, you know, the the dart running through the night. Not just for Christmas, all year round. So none of that would take from the taxi business. It would just complement it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're giving people choice, and it's it's all about choice. Yes. 
By 1am near Camden Street, hundreds are waiting or trying to book or hail a cab. We were conscious leaving the restaurant that we'd, we'd go home in order to get a taxi, whereas if we left until 2am, I've heard you have to wait an hour or walk as far as Ranala, which isn't very safe for women, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Do you find it kind of takes a bit away from the night out if you can't get, get home? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a nightmare, the thought of trying to get home. Are you confident that you'll get something? No. You've seen a lot of them just go past? Yeah. There's nothing going past on the free now app as well, nothing. Last weekend it was two and a half hours we waited for a taxi. Yeah, it was crazy. Many are requesting through apps like Free Now or Uber, which this week added services in Cork. Um, We'll have thousands uh, working this Christmas um, and we've grown a lot over the past year. So we're Again, we, uh, we're really hoping to, to, to grow and to have more reliability on the app, but we are certainly forecasting as Christmas is going to be the, uh, the most challenging one yet. Uber's head of cities, Kieran Hart, says he could get many more weekend drivers in Dublin if current rules on things like wheelchair accessibility were relaxed. Yeah, yeah, so there needs to be a make and model that can be uh, modified for wheelchair accessibility. So that puts the challenge on, on just the number of vehicles that are available. And I guess it's a, it's a different commitment for new people to join the industry than it is for people who are already in it. If we lower those barriers to joining the industry, we will find that a whole lot more people will come on and be able to drive when we need them the most, which is around the weekends. I think we saw a survey from the NTA earlier this year which showed that out of all the taxi drivers still on the road, only 30% of them, so one in three, are driving on the weekends. Passengers tell me that their Uber bookings are often cancelled without warning. Something Hart says is unavoidable. Yeah, that can can be one of the cases. So drivers can, can cancel uh, a trip whilst they're on their way, and that is normally one of the reasons. And is that fair to customers? It is not. No, it can be really frustrating. Um, and so uh, one of the challenges, obviously, specifically in the taxi market is um, drivers are their own independent operators and uh, they'll often, um, and for, for many good reasons from a tax industry, they might see someone flagging them down on the street and prefer to start the fare there than in five minutes' time when they pick up a passenger. So. And best of luck trying to get a late night taxi with companies like Vincent Kearns's NXT if you're not one of their regular customers. One in every three jobs, roughly, will be told, I'm sorry, we've no car available. The, the the system will show if you're a regular caller. So if you're not a regular caller, they're told, just say, sorry, no car available. The NTA has run a recruitment campaign, which it says is working, and it's relaxed a 10-year vehicle age rule, meaning that taxis won't be forced to exit the fleet until at least 2025. But Vincent Kern says much more work is needed to solve the Dublin problem. Dublin bus, the Dart, the Lewis, Irish Rail... Not just a token gesture. We really need everybody to roll up their sleeves and address the issue because if people in other cities can rely on the same bus service at night as they have during the day, well, then that's what we need here in Dublin. Back on the road, Philip Egan is adjusting to the new world of apps and credit cards. 90% of the work is card. When the job is done, you press the button and then you get paid in a week's time. And your dad just retired not too long ago? Yeah, my father was t- retired at 88. 
you know, so uh, I think he was over 50 years driving a taxi. Uh, I don't think I'd be driving at 88. <laughs> That's Philip Egan ending that report by Carol Coleman. Anne Graham is CEO of the National Transport Authority of Ireland. They're the public transport licensing agency for the country, which includes regulating taxis. Anne Graham, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Gavin. How many active taxi drivers are there in Dublin and nationally now? Well, uh, at the moment, in terms of the number of active uh, uh, taxis that we have currently, uh, we have, by the end of September, we had 19,145 active vehicles and 25,327 active drivers. They're, they're, the so number they're, of people the number. Are, they're the number that hold licences. Do you know how many of them are, act, are. are actively on the road, though? Well, an, uh, a large working as taxi drivers. A large percentage of them are will be active. Uh, we would have done some surveys back in uh, July and August, just in the lead up to when we were doing a, a fares um, a scheme for the taxi drivers, and a large proportion of them are now returning. But we do have a number do, of do you know inactive what proportion? licenses. We have a number of inactive licences. So we have about three, just over 3,000 inactive licences that haven't yet returned to the industry. And our focus, Gavin, in the last couple of years through COVID was supporting the industry to ensure that we had as many uh, drivers retained in the industry. Uh, and one of the things that we did was allow uh, vehicles uh, and drivers to, or vehicles licences to go inactive for a longer period of time so that they become available then once the demand increased and what we've seen is that, yes, demand for travel has increased, but the numbers returning to the industry is still about 10% less than uh, pre-COVID. And what we are trying to do is encourage as many um, of the inactive licences, as well as those that would have possibly lost their licence associated with the vehicle age next year and retain them, as many of them, into the industry as possible. Uh, and uh, we've run a driver recruitment campaign as yes. well to try and encourage, and we have seen good response to that campaign, but they will take a number of months, obviously, to be licensed and to come through into the system. You heard Vincent Cairns, Chief Executive of NXT Taxis, telling Carol that when someone applies to become a driver, it could take eight or ten months and that when people are switching jobs, they don't want to wait around that long for a licence. How many new licences have you issued in the last year? In the last year, we have uh, I don't have that figure to hand at the moment, but we have issued uh, up around 800 or 900 new licences in around that figure, I think. Um, so that has shown that people are returning to the industry. Um, there is a licensing process um, that is managed by Angarda Siakana. They are the licensing authority uh, and we support them in that. And, you know, gar drivers have to be vetted by Angarda Siakana. So there is a process that needs to be gone through uh, before somebody can take on uh, an SBSV driver license. But we are seeing recovery. Um, but at the same time, when we're talking about how people are traveling um, uh, at Christmas time in particular, which is a high demand time, there are a number of alternatives which are on the public transport side as well. So while they have mentioned the taxi drivers that we have to increase the amount of public transport, we are making every effort to do that too. I'll, I'll we now have. To, yes, I'll, I'll come back to public transport in, in just a moment if, if that's okay. But full time taxi drivers were also telling Carol that, that many of them don't want to work weekends. But for those who do, could licensing be altered to allow for people, for example, who only want to work weekends? Well, I think that what we our approach to that was in the last um, fare scheme that we did for taxi drivers, 
Uh, and there was a significant increase in fares, which obviously impacts customers, but was it was more to, uh, you know, better meet the cost of uh, operating a taxi for taxi drivers. So there ha- was a substantial increase introduced on the 1st of September, but it was skewed towards the, uh, the there was a higher proportion of the increase went towards the evening um, hours. So that was to try and incentivize drivers to, because they would get higher earnings yes. at night time if they operate at night. And that was the approach that we took to try and see could we incentivise the nighttime working. You mentioned public transport. Philip Egan, the taxi driver Carl spoke to, said on a busy weekend up to 200,000 people could come into Dublin on public transport but that won't be available to bring them home and he also points out that very soon bars, nightclubs are going to be open for much, much longer. Doesn't the city, doesn't Dublin need buses and trains to run later and not just a bus an hour on some routes over Christmas? Well, that's why we've been introducing um, a large number of 24-hour services seven days a week across Dublin. We have now got 10 uh, services operating on a 24-hour basis in Dublin, one in Cork, and we want to increase that number. And just as we're having uh, driver shortages in the taxi industry, we're also having them, unfortunately, in the bus industry as well. So, One of the constraints that we have in terms of increasing the number of services that we can operate on a 24-hour basis is uh, driver shortages as well. For those who are using buses, one of the increasing frustrations is not knowing when a bus is due. And very often the on-street signage, the Dublin bus app and the TFI app are wrong. You told an Oireachtas committee last month that that was due to a technical fault. Is that fixed now? The technical fault is certainly fixed um, and I would expect that customers would see a much uh, improved real-time passenger information on the system now. What we found though is that, yes, because we're doing our own surveys and we have seen improvements, but what we have still is a driver shortage uh, in Dublin in particular, which is impacting on the number of services that are being operated and that some uh, short-term uh, cancellations have to be put in place. We're also seeing that car congestion in the cities is impacting on our bus services and on the running times of our services to such an extent that some services have to be cancelled. And it takes a number of minutes uh, to get those off the real-time system. And that's what's causing some um, some problems and some inaccuracies in the system. But no, but we have seen uh, a much improvement on the real-time. Anne Graham, CEO of the National Transport Authority of Ireland. Thank you very much for joining us this lunchtime. Thank you very much, Gavin.